Steve Lance, your host of the Capitol Report on NTD News. If you have not done so yet, please hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with all of the latest news coming out of the nation's capital and beyond. A report by a media analysis watchdog says big tech platforms are censoring criticism of President Joe Biden. The Media Research Center in Virginia says criticisms of Biden were censored more than 640 times over the past two years. About a fourth of the censored content involved the New York Post reports about the president's son Hunter Biden and his alleged corrupt business dealings. Twitter blocked the circulation of the story and other news outlets casted doubt on the truthfulness of the developments. The Media Research Center says pro-Biden censorship started during his presidential campaign and continues up until today. Since the suppression of this story, many outlets, including the New York Times and Washington Post, have since acknowledged the story's legitimacy. The effects social media can have on politics are powerful, profound, and long-lasting. This is apparent from the 2020 election, as former President Trump is still banned from Facebook and Twitter. Messages can be suppressed or allowed to go viral at the command of an algorithm. Our next guest is former Deputy White House Press Secretary and 2020 Trump Campaign Press Secretary Hogan Gidley. Hogan Gidley, thank you so much for joining us in the Capitol Report. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate the time. Hogan, for those who might not be locked into the Musk purchase of Twitter, I'm sure we have quite a few viewers who are not all that active on social media. What do you make of it and how big of a deal is it? Look, I think it's it's a huge deal and it, it can't be overstated, uh, you know, Twitter's influence on news that we see, information that we hear about because uh, Twitter is basically controlled, of course, by the left, but for the most part, th those who are most active, I, I saw a, a statistic in which it stated 80% of the activity on, on Twitter is done by 10% of the users, and that 10% is made up of members of the media, uh, folks from Hollywood, and of course, elected officials. That's important because most of those institutions are controlled by the left. And so when that information gets out there on the platform, what you're seeing is a in unison, lockstep ideology of one side of an issue. And so other news outlets around the world, uh, around this country for sure, get that information and drive that narrative unfettered, uh, you know, uh, unchallenged by anybody else because it is said all together in one voice on the Twitter platform. That's problematic for a myriad of reasons, but when Elon Musk decided to buy Twitter, what he has now done is opened up that town square, as he called it, to more voices. We have the midterm elections approaching. You are part of the Trump administration as well as the Trump campaign. How important was social media, say, especially Twitter, from the perspective of elections? Uh, extremely important. Again, can't be overstated. Look, um, go back and look at the Hunter Biden laptop, for example. Mostly, um, I would say censorship or bias kind of rears its head in two ways. Um, what you cover and how you cover it. So you go back and look at the Hunter Biden laptop situation. We couldn't tweet about it at the campaign. We couldn't talk about it in our direct messaging. We sure couldn't do ads on it. Even though we had ads, they wouldn't run the ads because they collectively said it was Russian disinformation. Now, let's be clear. When I worked in the White House for four years under Donald Trump, 
consistently the media would come out using shadowy sources or unnamed sources inside the Pentagon, inside the DOJ, inside the FBI and the CIA. You're telling me the media couldn't make one simple phone call to find out if the Hunter Biden laptop was real or not? Of course they could. They didn't do it because they didn't want to know or they didn't want to have to report the fact that Hunter Biden had business dealings all over the world and had been profiting off of his father's name for quite some time. Now, in and of itself, you would say that may not be a big deal, but look at the global foes we face right now. We're dealing with China, we're dealing with Russia, we're dealing with Ukraine, all of whom gave Hunter Biden millions and millions of dollars in payments. Where did that money go? Who did it go to? Emails on that laptop verified at the time, mind you, 17 months ago, proved that 10% went back to the big guy. They even used a code name that the Secret Service used for him, a Celtic, to talk about Joe Biden getting some of this money. Now we found out that so much of, of Hunter Biden's business dealings and the people he worked with actually made 19 visits to the, the White House. I don't know how many people in your, in your uh, listening, viewing audience have been to the White House once, much less 19 times. So I'm not exactly sure what they were talking about. But either way, these are serious questions the American people should know about. President Trump was working on his own social media platform in response to this uh, censorship. What do you think this liberating of Twitter means for Trump's uh, truth social? Well, it looks like right now Trump has said he's not going to get back onto Twitter. I had dinner with him a couple of weeks ago at Mar-a-Lago. We had a great conversation. I'll keep most of that, of course, private on, on this uh, interview. But uh, look, I think he's moving forward with, with new avenues, uh, new ways to communicate directly with the American people. That's what Donald Trump did uh, on Facebook and on Twitter that infuriated the left so much. He didn't need the filter of the mainstream media. He didn't need an anchor to tell you as an American what he was thinking. He just told you himself with the touch of a button on a social media platform. So now that he's opened his own true social and it is moving aggressively uh, across this country to really get up uh, its, its usage. Also, uh, people are signing up like crazy outpacing metrics of Twitter, of course. So uh, I think it's a really good avenue for him to take. And one more thing I'll say about it is, turns out all the things Donald Trump was talking about ended up being true. So all the things he was saying, th th they weren't conspiracy theories, they were spoiler alerts. Hogan Gidley, really appreciate your perspective. Thank you for joining us. Thanks so much. I just want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. If you enjoy our content, please leave us a rating and a review as it really goes a long way in helping us spread the truth. Until next time, I'm your host, Steve Lance at NTD, and we'll see you soon.